0: And we're back, I promised. <laughs> uh, hi again, everybody. I'm Ronalesco, and this is Traditions. And uh, I, as always, I'm glad you're with us, but I'm particularly glad you're with us today because we have a couple of old friends with us in the studio today. Uh, it's been a couple of years since they've been here, um, and it's coincidence that we have both of them together again today. Um, I've been planning to have Carol Ann Solabello on the show since her CD came out earlier this year. We scheduled this day, and then suddenly Joe Danza, who was with her the last time she was here, happened to be in the area and said, what are you doing today? Well, he's now you know what he's doing. He's here with us in the studio. <laughs> so give a good warm welcome to Carol Ann Solabello and Joe Danza. How are you doing?
1: Hello, Ron. Oh. It's wonderful to be here. Yeah,
0: it's 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 so good to have you both here. What a, what, a, what a stroke of luck this has been.
1: It's as though the universe were conspiring to get us all in the same room together yeah. again after what? I think like seven or eight it's years ago was the last least. time yeah. Joe and I were here yeah. together in your studio. Oh, my.
0: Well, sometimes the universe does things right. So we're, mm-hmm. we're happy this is one of them. And I'm, I'm, it's, it's perfect because Joe is the producer of your, your latest CD. And uh, we've got a lot to talk about because this is a magnificent recording that we started oh. playing earlier this year, uh, Shiver. Thank you
1: for that. And,
0: um, you know, before we start talking about it, could I, could I ask you to do a song? You both have sure. guitars. What a coincidence this has been. What a coincidence.
1: <laughs> what a coincidence. Uh, what if I played the, t- the, 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 top, the, the song at the top of the, the record? No, I'll play you. it. And if you feel something, Joe didn't play on this one in the studio. But this is called Hiram. It's uh... a... <laughs>
2: cold there was whiskey pickled eggs in jars in the dust of a lifetime sat an old man at the bar he was tall wrinkled like a shirt left in a drawer cracked a smile in the mirror as i walked through the door and he said hey good looking Come and sit by me. Whatever you got cooking, I want the recipe. He was sweet. I was flattered. I had some time to spend, so I perched on a bar stool. Beside my new old friend Two glasses One barkeep And the best from Tennessee Dark eyes So familiar And in a voice that haunted me He said I went down to the river It was cold as ice Three times Made me shiver I came up only Twice was rapt, he was charming Where had I seen that grin before? And those eyes full of sorrow Like he'd seen the other shore He took my hand and he kissed it I felt a blush of flame I was smitten like a schoolgirl So I asked the man his name He said, Mama called me Hiram King that don't make no bank when i learned to pick and sing people called me hank they called me drinking with the dead. Then he winked and released me. A chill ran through my bones and he vanished like a memory and I breathed his dust alone. He said, no matter how you struggle, no matter how you strive,
0: that song thanks ron I, I you know it's it's a wonderful cd but that was the first song that really struck me um I, the the imagery of that song is just so so powerful where how did how did this one come oh, to be is there a story is behind interesting. it it was yeah.
1: partly a dream and uh-huh. partly the result of uh, another <laughs> songwriter friend i had it, it's all tied it's weird um i had posted a photo on facebook a very old photo of 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 Red Molly, believe it or not, uh, it was a black and white, and we were all like, it was black, and it was um, a really dark and contemplative photo. We were all like, looking very um, pensive, and and uh, and I said, "What can I say? It was cold. There was whiskey." And my <laughs> friend Karen Dalstrom, who you might know from the group Bobtown, right. said, "It was cold. There was whiskey." If that's not the beginning of a song, I don't know what is. You better use it, or I'm going to use it. So oh, I jumped on it before she did, and I t- and I conflated it with a dream that I had about meeting Hank Williams wow. in a bar. And oddly, in my dream, Hank had not aged at all, and I wanted or had aged. I'm sorry. He had, you you know he died when he was 29 years old, and supposedly he kind of looked like an old man then. But in my dream, he was very old wow. man, and so I needed to retain that little
0: bit of it, and so, you know,
1: here we, here I am, meeting meeting the undead, perhaps, yeah. in a bar. You just never know who you're going to run into in a bar.
0: You never know. It, it's it's a place to be, I guess. You never
1: know. <laughs> Flirting with the ghost of Hank uh, Williams right. in a bar.
3: Uh-huh. You know, the funny thing about this was that when, when Carolyn had given me a whole bunch of tunes to listen to, this was one of the first songs I was kind of like, I don't know if this one, I think we're going to put this one aside. Because, uh-huh. like, there was so much on the record that was really intimate and personal, and I was kind of I was kind of leaning towards keeping things in that and this song was like a departure from that in a lot of ways. Um but then when we started playing with it especially in the rehearsal and then when we got into the studio it it moved from kind of like Okay, I, I was giving in to kind of like letting this song kind of be in there in my mind, you know, which is a terrible thing to say as a producer.
1: <laughs> oh, I won you over. I know yeah. how I won you over. Joe came out to yeah. see me play the song, yes. play live, That's right. That's right. and I played yeah. this song, and he saw how, how, how I felt when I played it, and he saw how the audiences dig it. Yeah, and the so, audience yeah. reaction. Yeah. I was like, all right, this song's got it. Yeah. Go. <laughs> so. <laughs> and
3: then it moved, not only for it to be on the record, but to open the record. Yeah.
0: Sure. yeah. Oh, it's, it's a great cut, and it's a great CD. Shiver. Huh? Thank you. You know, let's let's go back a bit. I mean, for those of you just tuning in in, in our studios with us today, are, are Carol Ann Solabello and Joe Ayodanza, who uh, uh, produced the this new CD, Shiver. And I'm I'm sure I, I shouldn't have to introduce Carol Ann. I mean, you, you know her by now. She's been a, an old friend of the show, and you've heard her music and and so many different variations from her early solo work, um, from the work with CC Railroad, and of course uh, one of the founding members of Red Molly and now back solo and uh, also I, I forgot no fuss and feathers oh yes that yeah, too I've been, the... I've been around a while you have. is there a few other groups i may have missed no, <laughs> no I, I think that's all uh, uh, but it, it it's been such a such a great Wealth of songs that you've shared with us over the years. Um, can't uh, stop. Can't no, stop. You, you, better not. you better not. I don't know how to do anything else, Ron, <laughs> anymore, so I better keep writing. Well, I, I, I don't want. I hate giving away ages, but this was kind of a birthday present for yourself, yes, you said, right? Yes,
1: I have reached a milestone birthday in uh-huh. February. I turned 50 years old, so wow. I needed to do something special on this record. And when I was looking for a producer, I... The, first person who popped into my head was my old friend Joe, but he hadn't done much producing, but when you, you know, I, I said, oh, I don't know if he's going to do this. Should I call him? You know, I, I don't know. I, it was, I had I had worked with Fred Gillen for the last three records, and Fred Gillen and I worked together right. swimmingly well. But we both agreed, even, he was surprised that I came back for a third round. He's like, I think you really need to branch out, Carol Ann, and work with somebody else. So Fred and I parted on, uh, we're obviously, we're still friends, and, and I would work with him again in a heartbeat, but he wanted to set me free to fly <laughs> uh-huh. with someone else, and and when you know, I heard what Joe did on the Spite and Dival record, yeah. uh, the Social Music Hour. I was like, "This sounds yeah. great." Who produced this record? <laughs> oh, it's my friend Joe. Yeah. I wonder if he'd be interested.
3: Yeah, it's funny. I, I worked like I, like Mark from Spite and Dival had like pulled me in a couple times on little things, just to like help sequence the records of the other ones that he had done and things like that. And then finally, after the last record before Social Music Hour, a temptation. He was he was he just wasn't happy with it. And I was, I was kind of like, I don't know if this is really you guys. And he said, okay, the next record you're going to produce. And what was funny is after we did social music hour, it was, you know, it was intense. Cause you know, we're friends. We've been friends a long time. It's first time I, I really had done something like this. And, um, he came in, he came in and, um, at the end of the project, we're listening to the final, the final tracks. And he goes, would you do this again? And I go, this is like two years before mm-hmm. you even going approach me. And I'm like, yeah, i do it again with Caroline Solabella. <laughs> and, <jazz." laughs> and it's like the first person in my mind, like right there. So it was uh, like, it was like kind of think that the stars were trying to like. Oh, wow. Something.
1: Again, the universe conspiring. Like,
0: totally. I'm going to run out and buy a lottery ticket now. It's just <laughs> <Seriously>? too much. <laughs> <good> <laughs> karma going around here. Seriously, uh, man. But yeah, I, I didn't, I forgot you uh, produced that Let's Bite and Dive Lab. And I was hoping there'd be a volume two. but I guess, uh, well. Yeah. We
3: were working. It was going to happen. Uh-huh. Uh, I had gotten the call like a few weeks prior to them announcing they were going to break up. It's kind of like when a, when like you're about to have a breakup and it's like, all right, we're either going to buy a new house <laughs> <laughs> together, this huge or big gonna house, or uh, we're going to break up. And, uh, like, and he, he said, because we were in pre-prod, we were doing, like, we had some songs he was sending me. Um, he was going to do an original kind of version, like in the same style, so mm-hmm. all original music instead of a cover version like we did with the traditional music. In the same style, and yeah. then he came back and he said, "Yeah, I so oh. think we're gonna we're gonna take a we're gonna." Well, take a it,
0: it, I guess it was for the best because it freed you up so you could do a yeah. Caroline exactly, because so. yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. it would have been exactly at that time too. So. Yeah, you see how it goes.
0: <laughs> well, well, Caroline, with 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 all the you know the different projects that you've worked on, and you know going to a, a new producer on this one. Um, what was your thoughts as this, as this album was coming together? Was there a, a particular plan other than you know it's your fiftieth birthday? Yeah. yeah. There... <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, this was the problem. There was no plan. It's like I had all these songs. I'd been writing constantly. Some of the songs went to the No Fuss and Feathers uh, album that mm-hmm. we did together, but I had this huge backlog of songs, and I had, and my mind could not organize them, and I needed someone to help me sort through and and find thematic. Threads that I could connect together, and and it was I basically just threw a bunch of garbage at Joe and said, (laughs) here, let's pick out the jewels in Uh, the garbage. Can you help me find them? And we truly we worked together for months. We spent all of the summer of 2017, you know, meeting once a week or so to get together and, and comb through songs. And not and I'm happy to say, not just choosing songs, but Joe was a wonderful coach for me at taking a song that maybe. You know, was, was, had a, a good uh, nugget or like it and really refining things. You know, I'm, I'm, at this point in my life and my career, I'm very, very open to suggestion. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, especially from people I respect as much oh. as Joe. So uh, we, we painstakingly, went through all of those songs and chose, you know, narrowed it down to 20 then narrowed it down to 15 narrowed it down to 12. And there were some that had, that ended up with significant changes uh, Mm -hmm. through that process, like putting stones in a tumbler to kind of, you know, to, to smooth them out and refine Mm -hmm. them.
3: Like Muse was one of them. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. the Muse was like there was a whole chorus there that didn't like, we pulled that out. I was like, no, you got to just like let your voice sail over this. That's like what needs to be in there.
1: there." Choruses ended up on the cutting room floor and, uh, True North full verses. Yeah. There were Joe helped me. Uh, which maybe maybe we should play that from was, the record. Yeah, there was in the in the original incarnation of True North, the song you're about to hear. Uh, there was. Uh, a lot, there were a few more choruses. You, Joe convinced me that it was okay to sing four verses before you get to the chorus because the story was good enough. And I, that never would have occurred to me. And never, that's ever totally unlike occurred
3: to me, too. I love hooks. And, yeah. I'm like, and I'm like, no, this song needs It never story, would have occurred yeah. to me. So you
1: definitely helped me refine the story on that and put the story out front.
2: Yeah. He rose before the first light of September 23rd. Washed and combed his silver hair And dressed without a word Started up the Buick Before Marie could ask where he was going He shifted the transmission into drive And pulled away He pointed that old car Onto the longest road he knew in by the traffic Toward the capital he flew the Exits came and went But Albany Was not where he was going He pushed the pedal down feel the rush He was free He thought about his mother Very long ago In the soil of this southern foreign land she'd come to know. He thought about his father and wished that he had asked her more about him. Before the memory of their union turned to dust and blew away. Oh, Marie had been a good wife but she did not understand his deepening connection northern motherland she said let's move to florida our nest is empty now and we Then further up the north way and out on the Pont Champlain He stopped along the causeway to see the view his mother left behind Dropped his passport in the cold blue river Watched it flow
0: is the song True North as recorded on the new uh, Carol Ann's solo Bello album Shiver produced by Joe Idanza, and they're both in the studios with us today. Uh just such a lovely recording. It really captures your your live performances and you know, yeah, obviously have some some other artists that are joining in on this recording. Oh
1: yeah. I'm glad to hear you say that it captures the live because that's really what we were yeah. going for and we yeah. we did we did as m- We did it live. I I played guitar and sang simultaneously with with the uh, our bass player Craig Aiken, and our drummer Jagoda, and then and and Joe and I did a couple of that track in particular features Joe and I playing guitar and singing simultaneously. So mm-hmm. we did it very much the old-fashioned way.
0: Well, that's great. And we
1: wanted to capture, you know, I love live performance so much that we really wanted to capture that energy. And yeah, I... we,
3: we were in the studio with Mark, Mark Dan, and, and every, as we're telling him what we're going to do, he's looking at me, and he's like, and you're going to play to a click, right? And I'm like, no, we're not going to play to a click. And he's like, and you, we're going to overdub the vocals. I'm like, mm, well, we're going to try not to overdub the vocals. And he just he's looking at me with this... You kids think you (laughs) can And um and and once we got the first tune, it was like oh, this is going to work. Yeah. yeah. This is going to work.
1: Well, yeah. we were well prepared. That, that's, that's, that's the most important yeah. thing. We knew we were going to have a limited amount of time in the studio because
3: it's expensive.
1: Sure. You know? So Joe and I not only prepared with the, the, the songs and the arrangements, but we actually rehearsed with the whole band yeah. uh, several times before we got into the studio, and it was the best thing we could ever have oh, done. Because yeah. we, we, despite the fact that I do not often play with Craig Aiken on bass and Jagoda on the drums, and and uh, we Paul Silverman playing accordion, which he hardly ever mm-hmm. does. Paul Silverman, people will know from the Yayas and from uh, from uh, the Slambovian Circus of Dreams, mm-hmm. who he sits right. in with on occasion, and uh, Eric Lee, the. the Fantastic Wunderkind fiddler from from Western Mass was yeah. also in our band also and
0: uh, official Falcon Ridge fiddler too.
1: Seriously, I mean? <laughs> official Falcon Ridge fiddler and we and even Catherine Miles who sang uh, close harmony with me on a couple of songs came to the group rehearsals and obviously Catherine and I are very used to singing together. Sure. Uh, uh, but it was great, a great idea to rehearse <laughs> in advance. Thanks, Joe, well, yeah, well. <laughs> for being so organized. <laughs> I, you know, it's great
0: because, as I said, it captures live of sound and I think that's important a lot of artists they go in the studio they think okay I, I have all this freedom and you can you can yeah. electronically do something really creative mm-hmm. but you can't replace that on stage and then yeah. you know, for people who are booking or audience people say oh I'm going to go see this artist and is that the same person I heard on the radio? Yeah. You
1: know? <laughs> I mean, surely there's a million different ways to make a record. Sure. You know, this was, and this was a conscious choice. on yeah. our. Part. I've done, you know, we've done it a million ways. I've done, you know, I start with just my voice and a guitar and, you know, sing them separately, sing them perfect, you know, perform them perfectly and, and, and then overdub and layer things. That's how I did things on, on Steel and Salt, the mm-hmm. record previously. I kind of played my parts and then let Fred Gillen have his way with the right. songs once mm-hmm. I left uh, the studio. But because it was a different time in my life and a different a different uh i didn 't know what I wanted to do then this this time it was really important to me to do it
3: live mm-hmm. yeah there 's a feeling you get you know it 's like it 's not about the perfection it 's about it 's about i mean almost the happy accidents there are things that would happen during the takes, and i 'd be like that 's got to stay mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. and that 's something that maybe someone would be like, "Oh, can we please edit that out i 'm like no that's right. like, that 's the candy right there <laughs> you know? and it creates an energy that it feels it feels more human, and when it feels more human, you relate to it. and And I think that's something that I really, really wanted. Like, you know, especially working with Caroline during, like, the kind of prep process. Like, because you have, you know, Caroline's got a huge voice, like mm-hmm. this awesome, gorgeous, huge voice. And I would always kind of come back and like, I want you to kind of, I want you to calm, yeah. I want you to bring it down a little. I want you to get a little closer to the mic. I want you to like. You know, I want, to, I want to feel a little more. You're going to be able to do this, like, big when you go out. Don't worry about it. But, like, I wanted, like, I wanted it intimate. I really yeah. wanted to, like, get a sense.
1: grateful for that because yeah. I do tend to over-sing sometimes when I get in the studio just because I can. Right. You right. know, just because you can doesn't mean you should. <laughs> um, but, but that's another part of, like, the the turning 50 thing. It's like I'm ready for, for less perfection. Yeah. I'm ready to, you know we didn't use auto-tune on this record zero you know zero right yeah, maybe I think so yeah, yeah I think zero. not yeah and uh I was ready to put myself out there as I am and and I'm on the cover of the record it's a really dark picture I'm mm-hmm. wearing my eyeglasses I don't wear eyeglasses when I perform <laughs> or I hadn't up until this point guess what and you know I, I got my hair back all the gray is showing <laughs> yeah. and I it, here and it's kind of like here I am world um 50 and I can kick and stretch.
0: Absolutely. And we need <laughs> <Molly> that. Shannon. <laughs> I, I, it's, uh, yeah, I, I remember what you said reminded me of something um, the actress Elizabeth McGovern mm. said. You know, she was basically did an interview and I was reading. She said, look, I'm such and such age. I can't remember what it was now, but mm. she goes, I, I'm not going to look like I'm 20 anymore. Yeah. And so she lets the wrinkles show, or lets the hair, whatever. Mm. You know, and it, it's, it's important because I think it makes it more natural. And I yes. think it makes what you're offering us this is my way of being
1: authentic. There's a lot of talk of authenticity in the yeah. folk world and yeah. uh, uh, and you know i'm not I'm not authentic in that I'm not you know I didn't grow up on a farm in West Virginia <laughs> and I'm not authentic in that I came to folk music later in my life but I'm authentic and this is who I am and this is, this is how I sound. Right. You know. Well,
0: folk music is not just from Virginia. It sure. can be from New Jersey. It can be from Brooklyn. And, <laughs> well, and it can be from I got a complex, Ron. <laughs> when <What laughs> I tell you? you play with uh, it. I'm going to give you an opportunity to prove you're authentic because right now we've just got a couple of microphones, <laughs> uh, guitars, and then two voices and would you mind sharing another live song for us? Sure.
1: Sure. Should I play the, the song about burning the dinner? Yeah. You'd be yeah, do good our to our hang hand, with that. Yeah. See, ju- I'm, throwing songs at Joe in the studio here that he did not play on on the yeah. record, but he knows them all. So um, this is a song called Iron Pan. It's the second track on the record. And I like to say it's about
3: burning the dinner. Um, and I, I just want to say, and I hate to interrupt, but you're just about to like lean into the tune. Um, this, was, this was, for me, the most important song on the record. Because um, this was the song that caught me when you first sent all the songs mm-hmm. to me. Um, and this was also the song that I had to be most careful with, you know, because when when the songs are more personal, it, it's, it, it takes a piece of you, you know, and so this was a song that I had to learn how. I learned how to work with Carol Ann with this song,
1: and uh, and work with me you did very well.
2: <laughs> Black smoke rises from an iron pane. Stains my eyes and stains my hands What's done is done, so I see Charred remains of what was meant to be
0: how you take something that's something that we can all relate to like burning dinner <laughs> and, and then turn it into such a personal and, and moving song um that's really just powerful
1: spend a lot of time in the kitchen Roy. yeah <laughs> it sparks a lot of thought uh,
0: <laughs> well uh you cooked up a great album so that's what that, that, that works um but but you know again being personal in, in these songs um as a songwriter is, is it difficult for you to to share these emotions and stories
1: it can yeah i mean it can be i mean joe knows all about where that song came from i don't necessarily share like specifics of where Mm -hmm. songs came from on stage a lot and i'm I'm learning to i used to but now as i get older and and it's not so much to protect my own self it's to protect the listener in a certain sense because i find i've had this discussion recently with a lot of songwriter friends um uh, it's not necessarily important to me that people know why I wrote the song. It is more important to me that the song reflects an experience of their own. Mm-hmm. It is more important to me that, like, I can play a song to a room of 50 or 100 people, and I hope that there are 50 or 100 different experiences of that yeah. song. If I can open a little window into someone's heart and say, you know, and have connection, it's like... You know, they may think a song is about like I I know I've been disillusioned. Like sometimes I'll say to a songwriter, Oh, I love that song of yours that you wrote about the da 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 and they say, Oh, that's not what it's about at all and then I'm shattered, you know. (laughs) So I feel bad. So I don't you know, in a way I kinda want people to impose their own experience
0: on a song.
3: There's something that happens to a tune, you know, when it's funny, you write a song you write your song and it has like this incredible like a, you, you have an attachment to it. You have this meaning that comes from it, and then you finish the song, and and the song isn't yours anymore mm-hmm. at all, right? Um, and in essence, you are really covering the song mm-hmm. from that moment on. It's, yeah. it's kind of weird when that
4: happens. Yeah. It's
0: true. Uh, U- Utah Phillips even had a saying about that. He said, "You know, once you write a song, it's it's there for everybody, yeah. And it's not yours, and that's yeah. what, what you just hit upon <laughs> is exactly the same. And you know, I, I think you're right, you are know, right about not sharing too much because sometimes I, I I heard songwriters that would write such personal songs that you feel like you're sitting in on their therapy session, yeah, yeah. you know, but you, you know, making something relatable is what would really counts. That's what you did. Such you've always done such a great oh, job. You. with.
1: I make people fit th- sit in on my therapy sessions, but they don't necessarily, I don't tell them that they right? are sitting <laughs> in on the <a> therapy session. <laughs> uh, I made whole albums that are therapy yeah, sessions.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's from your heart and that's what counts. Um, and, you know, you're so lucky to have Joe working with you on, on this recording. And, and, Joe, you've been kind of quiet in the last couple <laughs> yes. of years. I mean, you know, you're a songwriter yourself. Uh, you've done some producing. But yeah. what, what have you been up to? I have been hiding in a cave. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, seriously, though, I um, so about 2010 or 11, I, I kind of finished a tour overseas. And I came back and kind of family was calling and needed me to be around. And I, I think I just needed to kind of step back for a little while. And for the last many years, I've actually I've been running a, a small meditation studio. I've been kind of kind of turned inward. I've been doing a lot of work uh, with people one on one, with with like spiritual counseling and things like that. So like, my life has taken a kind of a different turn, and it, now my daughter has kind of grown up, and my uh, my marriage is ending. A whole bunch of stuff is kind of happening in my life, and it feels right to kind of. Kind of get out and play again these songs, and it's funny because there's a lot of stuff that had never been recorded. There's a bunch of songs I've written over time that never were recorded, and there's a bunch of new music that's coming, kind of that I've been putting together now. And it just feels like it's time to share mm-hmm. it again. Yeah. Um, so it's nice to be back, and it's nice that some folks actually remembered. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're like,
1: dragging yeah. you, kicking and screaming, yes. back into the world of the touring songwriter. Yeah.
0: Well, I think what you said, same with Carolina saying about you know sharing some personal. Um, yeah. Issues that uh, you know people can relate to. Yeah. How, how about your own songs? Are you writing anything? That I you w- Want to share something? Yeah, with? I'll
3: play a song for you. Hey. Sure. This has uh, never been played for anybody oh, probably nice. outside. Uh, see how this goes. Um, so I, I wrote a song a long time ago. It's on my it's on my second record. It's called Lover Tonight, um, and it was about about kind of trying to connect, um, and reconnect with my with my wife, and trying to kind of deal with life as a parent. Um, and then all these years later, as things are kind of falling apart and new people come into your lives, um, this is a song that was written purposefully uh, in a similar style to that. And it's, it's, it's a reprise of that song with a different kind of a different uh, bend. So this is called Lover Tonight Reprise. <laughs>
4: lost, and honey I got lost too, ten years she's been loving another man, for twenty years I've been loving only you, and then my heart came along, held up for years with the sound of one lonely song, she asked me did we make it? Now I'm making love with you, and love ain't so simple sometimes, and it it hurts each time I leave you behind to sleep in her bed so far from your side. By the time we spend together, how nothing else in this world feels right, and you tell me you're broken, but honey, I only see your light as I look into your eyes, and those beautiful eyes there staring into mine, and two hearts as they try to open as they touch. And they run
0: and they hide, but
4: I know I want to stand by your side I want to stand by your side Hey Joe, no one's ever touched me like you, and as you squeeze me tight in your arms, I feel a knowing and it tells me that it's true. Then you kiss my lips and lift me high up to the sky. As you pull me from the water with a smile and a tear, you confide, Tonight I'll be your lover
0: loving you oh, i feel so right
4: but tomorrow tomorrow i'm his wife
0: Wow. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. I, 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 Joe, that was just an amazing song. Thank you. Thank you. Joe Iandans is with us right now, along with Carol Ann Solabello, And uh, I guess that's the first time song's been on the radio. It's
3: been played for pretty much anybody outside of a very... I haven't you heard you it, haven't before it? That <laughs> was the first uh, time I heard No.
0: It. Yeah. It's just so powerful. Um, and it's called uh, Lover Tonight? Reprise. Reprise. Yeah. Wow. We have to dig out that first recording to find, yeah. <laughs> find out. Flip yeah. them back to back, but um, wow! Uh, I, again, I, I am speechless after hearing that. Um, th- th- it's so personal. Yeah, uh, is it difficult for you to share something like that? You know, I used to
3: tend towards cleverness in the tunes, and like and I, I certainly never shied away from heavy material, but I, I it just felt this that song was written in like 15 minutes it was like it just that was it it had to come out and there's probably three or four other songs right now that's all kind of come out around like the life changes that are happening for me and they're just coming like that quickly and i'm so i think egoically out of the way of them that i just can't screw them up really Mm -hmm. because there's just i'm too raw and so i'm looking forward i think to 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 more of that kind of writing because i think it just it, it, it feels truer yeah um and people respond to it differently. Oh, know? Wow. Um, so, thank you. I really, well, really appreciate it. We're all looking forward to more, more songs like <laughs> yes, that. Yes, I am, <laughs> <laughs> for sure.
0: Uh, I understand the two of you are also going to be doing some shows together.
1: Yeah, this is, you know, part of, part of, part of the process. Here's, you know, helping Joe helped me out so much in the studio that I want to kind of give him a, a leg up in coming back into the world of singer-songwriters and touring so uh, we'll be we'll be doing a bunch of shows together one in particular in the New York area we'll be at Rockwood Music Hall on the 25th. Fifth of 25th. October. That's my birthday, too. It's your, mm-hmm. That's right. Yes. Gosh, it's your birthday. <laughs> it's your birthday. Yes. <laughs> right. uh, yes. Uh, so we'll be doing a whole bunch of shows. I have, you know, co-bills with a bunch of other people. Am I allowed to say that I have another thing going on here in the in, in a- town? A-
0: absolutely. You've got a show with Robinson Treacher I coming do. up right in
1: Teaneck. Right in Teaneck on the 12th of October uh-huh. uh, at uh, um, Ethical Brew. Yeah. Robinson Treacher and I will be sharing the bill. Uh and a good portion of the proceeds of that show goes to the Clearwater uh-huh. Fund. That's so wonderful. that's wonderful! One of the beautiful things about Ethical Brew is they donate money to progressive and worthy causes. Yeah, and it's run
0: by two amazing people, yes, uh, Beth and Perry Stein. Yes. And, uh, they, and the Ethical Culture Society in Tinec, um, you know, again, donating all that. It's it's each mm-hmm. each group, each artist chooses a different uh, organization. Exactly. So that's that's wonderful that you're doing that. Yeah. Um, and by the way, Robins a treat.ure uh, Scheduled to come on the show the day after, so right. we'll, we'll get to hear him too. <laughs>
2: He's a busy man. He's hard <laughs> to pin down. <laughs> right.
0: Well, well, you're so busy too. I, mean, I I know you're still doing some shows uh, with no fuss and feathers, right?
1: Yeah, we're get, we, we're excited. We just um, signed with an agency, uh, a young agency called Kindred Roots uh, out of Connecticut. So uh-huh. we'll be uh, in the new year. We, we don't have anything scheduled for the rest of this calendar year. It's harder for us to get together. To, you know, I, I live in Brooklyn. Catherine and Jay live in Long Island. And Karen Oliver, who you all heard on the radio just a little while ago, she's a, our fourth member. And she lives in North Carolina now. So it's a little harder for us to get together. But we'll be touring uh, a little bit more on the East Coast uh, and maybe Midwest in 2019.
0: Nice. And, and this new recording, Shiver, um, you know, it's, it's getting airplayed not only on my show, but on other shows around the country. Yeah, pleased. Uh, <laughs> what, what, what do you, you mentioned earlier that you had a bunch of other songs. Are you also starting to think ahead to of the course, next Of course, I can't. Once, it's so funny. It's like
1: as soon as the door closed, as soon as that thing came off the press, I was like, when are we going to make another record? <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> we make it, so, you know, uh, I'll let Joe do his record. He needs yeah, to do something on his own yeah. first, and then I'll be calling him up and, you know, we'll do a follow-up. Uh, because uh-huh. you just can't get enough. It's like once I, I I I write songs almost constantly. Not as constantly as I used to, but I still go to the the Jack Hardy Songwriters Exchange yeah. on Monday nights and uh, either listen to the new songs of my kindred spirits or or bring something new and completely disheveled to share. Yeah.
0: Uh, you give them a thanks on, on the CD, I also, do. and chicks with dip. Which, chicks with dip. My yeah.
1: my chicks that we we Aww. we've been meeting. There's a chicks with dip is a loose affiliation of female singer-songwriters in the New York City area. We've been meeting together for, oh, God, 15 years or something like that, including people like Sharon Goldman, Meg Braun, Karen Oliver, Catherine Miles, uh, Anna Dagmar, who now, like, conducts on Broadway, you Mm -hmm. know, all these. When we were all young, uh, Alison Scola from Villa Palagonia, um, so many of us who were connected when we were much younger and trying to get by and had a, a, you know... uh, to, 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 to make music in the very harsh environment that is New yeah. York City. And we've remained friends, and it's become... More of a, a social group. We still share songs for each other, and these songs still run through the chicks. I, they don't. None. No song gets on a record without getting a chick stamp of oh, approval, for and, sure.
0: And, and, the, and the group also came out with that wonderful album, which I'm sure most of our audience yeah. knows—the uh, Joni Mitchell Blue 40th Anniversary album—and yes. the wonderful tour that you did.
1: Uh, thank you for saying that. I was amazed that we were able to coordinate ourselves. There were a dozen of us who got <laughs> yeah. together to to uh, to to make that record and and to tour the beautiful songs of Joni Mitchell's masterpiece, mm-hmm. Blue. I hope you do a
0: follow up someday for that. Me too. We're working.
1: We're, we're, we're. I can't tell you that the wheels are not clicking. Right. The wheels are clicking. We're trying to figure out another way to, for us to work together. This, you know, taking 16 people on
3: tour was rough. Oh,
1: I, <laughs> but I just, look, we'd, we, we would like to do it again.
3: Yeah, I, had, I had like a thought in my head of like a, of like a James Taylor version of that no. kind of thing. Oh, okay. For you. The,
1: like for me. I was for like, you. Oh you. God, you. Knock, be... yourself out, James. <laughs> knock yourself out.
0: Knock yourself out. You just got to come up with a clever name and then chicks with dip on guys with socks. I don't, we'll, I don't know. We won't it's go there. Like, we won't go know. there. No, <laughs> uh, well, again, in our studio today are Carol Ann Solabello and uh, Joe Iodanza. uh Joe produced Carol Ann's new CD, Shiver, which is just a wonderful recording that you've been hearing uh, on this show and probably a lot of other folk shows around the country. um With you both in the studio, could we ha- have another song?
1: Sure. Sure, 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 sure. Um... Should we play the song that we actually played together in the studio? Oh, yeah, we can try that. Okay, are we in on it? C. Are we in C. The people's key, the key of C. <laughs> I, I was—I was. I'll preface this only by saying I was raised as a Roman Catholic, but I my my ideas about spirituality and the and the characters in the in the Bible have my ideas have changed, and my 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 view of some of those characters has changed. So that's kind of what this is about. It's called Jesus Played Guitar.
2: I'd like to think that Jesus played guitar Wore faded blue jeans and drove a beat-up car Acoustic in the temple, electric in the bar I'd like to think that Jesus played guitar I sometimes dream of lovers I have had Some were no damn good Some were not half bad Oh, but not one loved me half as much As the man my boy calls dad I sometimes dream of lovers I have had Oh, so long ago Sometimes I like to think about What was never so. My mind is a restless thing And Jesus did not need to have a band Ah, yeah, he had disciples But they just liked to jam He was a sad and solo troubadour Traveling the land Jesus did not need to have a band I think we always long for what we've lost Even if we'd never take it back No matter what the cost We chase apparitions and choke on hot exhaust But I think we always long for what we've lost And why do we never try understand each other we just lie 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 sad dogs in the pouring rain mm-hmm. i wonder if jesus was afraid did he long for human comfort has he stayed awake and prayed You know dying ain't no picnic Even with a little divine aid I wonder if Jesus was afraid I'd love to know what happens when we die Do we fade out slowly Or do we amplify hope I don't get angel wings, I don't care to fly But I'd love to know what happens when we die And I'd like to think that Jesus played guitar
0: I love that song. I love your perspective, <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> Carol Ann Solabello. Jesus played guitar live in our studio along with Joe Ayadanza. Um, I, I got to—I'm so thrilled the two of you were able to be here today and share some music. And yeah. Carol I'm so happy that you got Joe to produce this wonderful so album. Everything
1: was, everything is, I'm smiling from yeah. ear to ear right now. Your <laughs> listeners can't see, and I don't do that a lot. So uh. <laughs> it's a perfect day for me.
0: Well, if you want to see that smile, uh, I just want to remind everybody that on uh, October the 13th, you'll be at the Ethical Brew, uh, which is at 687 Larch Avenue in Teaneck, New Jersey. Um, there, You can go to ethicalbrew.org for more information, and Carol Ann will be there with... Um, uh, Robinson Treacher, mm-hmm. uh, and that should be a fun, fun night there. And then again, when you, Rockwood, the two of you, Joe yep. and, and Carol Ann.
1: Rockwood Music Hall yep. on the 25th October, of October, 25th, Joe's yeah. birthday, yeah. bring cake. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> if there's cake involved, we're there. <laughs> well, <yeah.
0: laughs> uh, and if our audience wants to get in touch with the two of you, what what are your oh, websites uh, and such?
1: Well, com, yep,
3: yes. And carolannzolabella.com.
1: That's right. But and if you shake your hand around say, Ia danza,
0: solo bello, it's a lot easier. Yeah, the Italian night. <laughs> That's right. We'll do the tarantella. <laughs> oh, you're not Irish. I, I'm sorry. No, <laughs> no not remotely. <laughs> uh, well, again, I want to thank you both for being here today and uh, sharing some music. And uh, we're going to go out with uh, another song from your, your CD, um, a song called Meeting the Muse. Mm-hmm. Is there a little... Story or anything? Introduction? Do you want to give for this one?
1: I always wanted a muse. I'm not sure if I have one. You know, like I've, the, the, you know, the who inspired the classical poets. They always they always talk about the muse, and I always wanted one. And if I have one, I think she might be a little bit cuckoo, <laughs> and maybe a little bit drunk. Oh. And she might be a flamenco dancer. I'm just not sure.
0: So, well, what, what, what is seriously? What, what? Where do you get your process from? I mean, you mentioned the the dream for the uh, <laughs> yeah. the Hiram song. Mm-hmm. And this other one, personal life stories, I guess. Yeah. This,
1: I think, this was my. Well, there was there were there were choruses. This is what we were talking about earlier. This th- there were choruses in this song. They were very wordy, like psychobabble choruses. Uh, I think I was trying to analyze my own psyche <laughs> in this song, and it turned out to be the muses maybe living inside of my own head. Uh-huh. And uh, Joe helped me slice the choruses and replace them with. Moans of, of whatever, ecstasy. whatever that is, <laughs> <laughs> or, or delirium. <laughs> sometimes,
3: sometimes you don't need to say anything. You just need to like let the voice go, and that was, I think, that was the key with this with this tune. Okay, was to was to give it some space for just ex- like a, a wordless expression <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I would be remiss if I didn't point out that the voice the other voice of the muse that you'll hear on this record the masterful background harmonies were done by, by my close friend Catherine Miles oh, nice
0: well I want to thank your muses and I want to thank Carol Ann Solabello and Joe Danza for being here today thank you both thank you. so thank much thank you Joe thank you
4: thank you, Carol Ann, <laughs> thank
0: thank you I can't stop smiling uh, we're all smiling <laughs> I today I can't think either apparently <laughs> Let's go beating the muse. Carol Ann Solabello.
2: <laughs> Sometimes she said I don't understand myself at all. I am restless, yet I am tired. I crave the sting of whiskey and the taste of cigarettes. I hunger the kiss of the inspired Sometimes she said I don't have a clue which way to turn My mind careens around inside my head Her trembling fingers lit a match dark. my surprise.
0: Carol Ann Solabello and a song from her wonderful new album, Shiver, a song called Meeting the Muse. And uh, again, I want to thank both Carol Ann and uh, Joe Danza for being here in our studio today. By the way, we forgot to mention next Sunday, which is September the 23rd, uh, Carol Ann is going to be participating in the Concert Across America to End Gun Violence. She's going to be performing at the Sussex County Fairgrounds, which is located at 37 Plains Road in Augusta, New Jersey. And uh, there's some great uh, performers that are going to be there. In addition to Carolyn Ann Solabella, uh, you'll also hear Mike Herz, uh, uh Mike Rabble, um, Carol Crichtenden, Banjo-Nickeroo and Western Scooches and uh, some friends. It's a free event. It's being held in Rain or Shine it's from 3 to 6 p.m. Uh, Sussex County Fairgrounds, 37 Plains Road, Augusta, New Jersey. All right. I'm Ronalesco and you're listening to traditions. We have another hour and uh, five minutes to go. So more great music coming up.